Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, we need to examine the word. That, did you notice that Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words, plural, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. See, if his words abide in you, then you know what his will is because you know his words. And you're praying in line with his words. Amen? But you see, you're out of line with the word, then your faith and your prayers are not going to work. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we're continuing Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan's series, Answered Prayer, An Obtainable Goal. There's lots to learn, and we're glad you're listening daily. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Reverend Hagan for this good word. We started yesterday teaching. We, we taught along this line when we made those TV tapes, but... You know, we just sort of hit some high spots there. Felt like we should go into a little more further detail uh, along some of this line in talking about seven steps to answered prayer. I, I made the statement that if one would follow faithfully these seven steps in prayer, you can be sure of an answer. And the answer is yes. Amen. Now, step number one, we'll go over it real hurriedly, was know or decide what you want from God and find the scriptures that definitely promise you those things. You know, you cannot believe beyond actual knowledge, and if the word of God promises those things, you can have faith for it. And then get those scriptures definitely fixed in your heart, not just in your mind. And the way you get them fixed in your heart is by meditating upon them till they become a part of your inner consciousness. And then be ready to use those scriptures against the devil and demons who will try to make you doubt God and rob you of what you want. Now, due to the fact that you've taken step number one, you're ready for step two. But if you haven't taken step number one, you're not ready for step two, so it won't work for you. And that's what happens with a lot of folks. They try to take step two or three or four having not taken step number one. But you've taken step number one, now you're ready for step number two. Ask God for the things that you want and believe that you receive them. Mark 11, 24, Therefore send you what things have you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Now you see, you can believe that because you've taken step number one and found scripture that promised you those things. You see, a lot of times people try to act on Mark 11, 24 without taking the first step. And they believe, you know, God's going to give certain things because that's my desire. Well, if those desires are not in line with God's word, he's not going to do it. Remember John 15, chapter and the 7th verse said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. That's the reason people... Uh, you know, get off on silly things, praying, asking God to give them certain things or trying to make certain confessions that's not in line with the Word of God. You have to understand that it has to be in line with God's Word. I make mention of the fact that one time I was holding a me meeting in, in East Texas to be more explicit about it. It was the month of February of 1950. And uh, we, in a church meeting, Saturday is an off day. So the pastor and I were sitting in the parsonage talking on Saturday night and there's a knock on the door and he went to the door and let a, 
a man in. I recognized the man. I thought maybe he was a member of his church because I saw him there every night in the meeting. But he came there to church. He was a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. But he wasn't a member of his church. So I started to leave to go to my room. And the man, I thought maybe he'd come to talk to the pastor. And he said, no, just wait. You know, I got a prayer request. I want you brethren to pray with me about it. And uh, so he, uh, here was his prayer request. He, he wants us to believe God, you see. Now, now he has a wife, but he's fast his eyes on the wife of another man there in church. He wanted us to pray to God to give him this other man's wife. Well, I, I left the room. Though he used to be talking to him. I told him the pastor to handle that. So I turned over to the pastor and left. Now, now that's, that's far-fetched. That's stupid. But you know a lot of other things are just as stupid. For you to try to pray for and believe you're going to receive. Now why? That's out of line with the word of God. First of all, the word of God said not to covet the other man's wife. Amen. That's out of line with the word. You see, we need to examine the word. That, did you notice that Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words, plural, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. See, if his words abide in you, then you know what his will is because you know his words. And you're praying in line with his words. Amen? But you see, you're out of line with the word, then your faith and your prayers are not going to work. So, ask God for the things that you want. Then as you've taken step number one, believe that you receive them. Believe God and not Satan. Believe the truth and not a lie. The word of God's truth and everything else is a lie. You know, the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. Amen? Then, I made mention of this fact that let every thought and desire affirm that you've got what you ask. Never permit a mental picture of a failure to be in your mind. Never doubt for one minute that you have the answer. If doubts persist, and they will, Satan will see to it that they will. If doubts persist, rebuke them or resist them. And uh, get your mind on the answer. Get your mind on the scriptures that promise you these things. Get your mind on the answer and constantly affirm that the promises of God are true and that prayer has been answered. Now in connection with that, eradicate every suggestion or image or vision or dream or impression or feeling. In fact, extirpate all thoughts that do not contribute to your faith that you have what you ask. Now, you can entertain all of the others that do contribute to your faith. But whether you realize it or not, right in this area is where many a prayer battle is lost. In this area of suggestion. In this area of uh, image or vision or dream or impression or feeling. See, prayer isn't based on any of them. Prayer is based on the Word of God. See, you hear people say, I've heard them say for years, after a time of prayer, well, I just believe God heard me, I feel like he did. Well, I knew right then they missed it because they based their faith on their feelings. We ought to say, I, I believe God heard me because his Word said he did. Right. Amen? And, and quote the Word, whatever scripture it is you're standing on. Then a lot of times they, they may have a dream. Now God has spoken to people through dreams. But now see, you remember now, 
hold in mind that you've taken step number one. See, that's the important thing. Hold that in your mind that you've taken step number one. You've found scriptures that promise you the things you're praying for. Well, I don't care what you dream. The word of God is still true, dream and no dream. Amen. Or you need to realize this, the devil can give people suggestions. The devil can give people something over here in this image or vision realm as well as God. Are you listening to me? I remember I was holding a meeting one time there in Dallas, Texas. And uh, there was a, a, a young man, a young minister of my acquaintance that, uh, that was, I, I heard he was getting married. So he called and he uh, asked me, he said, Brother Hagin, uh, my fiance and I are coming to the morning service. Would you after the morning service talk to us? I said, well, sure. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Uh, there's something we want to talk to you about, and I believe you could help us. And I said, yeah, I'll take time. I'll, I'll talk to you. So they came. Now, he had been holding a meeting there in the city, and his meeting was over, and he's leaving town because he really didn't even live there. His, his, his fiance did live in that city there in Dallas. So they came. Well, I don't know what they want to talk about. I know they're engaged to be married. I know the date's already been set for the wedding, but I don't know what they might want to talk about. So I got into my lesson. Here I am teaching on the subject of, of faith and prayer along that line, see. And, and, and dreams didn't have a thing in the world to do with what I'm teaching. You know, sometimes the Holy Ghost will lead you off on something just to help one person. I mean, he sent Philip down to the way of Gaza, you know, just to get one person saved. Philip had just come out evidently a citywide meeting up there at Samaria. You know, God's just as interested in the one as he is the many. And so I didn't even know how come me to. But I just got off on people dreaming dreams and had a whole lot to say about that. And, and, and I said, don't know what in the world I got off on that about, see. So after a little while, then I got back to my lesson. <laughs> so I went on teaching, you see. So when it was over, they came up, you know, and I said, well, we'll go back here into the pastor's office and, and I'll talk to you. And, and she said, oh, Brother Hagin, it's no use. Now I said, you answered my question already. Oh, I said, did I? Yeah. She said, uh, you know, uh, we're engaged to be married. He was a young evangelist. And, and she said, uh, I used to go with a fella. In fact, we were engaged at one time. And, and, and on back before she had ever even gotten saved. And so she said, I don't know why, but lately uh, I've had a couple of dreams. I dreamed about him and I, I, I wondered, you know, well, God trying to speak to him, you know. But she said, you answered that question for me. I said, no, God's not trying to speak to me. After all, I said, I woke up while you was talking. Now, you know what I mean when she said she woke up, you know. <laughs> She's awake all the time, but you know what I mean. Woke up spiritually. She said, he's not even saved. God would want me to marry somebody not even saved. I just forget. You've already answered. I was having these dreams, wondering why I had them. I see the devil is trying to disturb me. See, but she thought maybe it's God. But she had contradicted truth. See, that dream contradicted truth. Because God's word said, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, if God's word tells you one thing, he's not going to give you a dream and tell you something else, is he? I said, is he? Then that's not God. That's not God. But you see, the devil fights in this area. And, and he produces things in this area, this image, vision, dream area, to, to try to defeat people and thwart the plan of God. 
And uh, Paul told, you know, one church he wrote to him said, we're not ignorant concerning Satan's devices. I'm afraid too much of the time, though, that we have been ignorant concerning Satan's devices. And sometimes he's able to, to deceive. You know, and I refer to the fact that, uh, that the first experience I ever had along this line of image or dream or vision or, or something in this area uh, was the devil. And I'll tell you how I found out. I didn't know right at first that it was the devil because it was a supernatural experience like, you see, and sort of spectacular. I was healed, actually, on the 8th day of August of 1934. And, and, I, and, and see, I, I didn't even tell any of the family what was happening to me because, you know, they didn't, uh, they, they loved me, you know that, but they didn't see what the Bible said. And I'm having enough trouble with the devil besides getting the family against me, so I just didn't talk to them. And I'd gotten up, you see, and, and healed and walked around my room for a day or two. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I want to talk about this for a moment. Prayer shaping the world around you. It's three CDs, one from my, one from my dad, Kenneth E. Hagan, one from Lynette Hagan, and one from Craig Hagan, our son, on prayer. And it will help you to shape the world around you so that you can live in the overflow. And that's what this book, book is about. Is about. I, that's right. I, I did ten. I did ten sessions on this. They made a book out of it. Overflow, living above life's limits. I want you to get a hold yes. of it because it will change your world. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. One eight 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 Faith ninety nine. That's one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagen continues his series on Answered Prayer and Obtainable Gold. We'll pick up with this great message then on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.